Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. Thank you for checking back in with us. If you were with us this morning, uh, you know that we had some technical difficulties and we actually aren't even sure what happened. Uh, everything seemed to be okay on this end for the inputs, but something from our system going out to you uh, was getting confused. So uh, we're sorry about that. We will try to look into it more for through the week to make sure that uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. And uh, thanks for understanding. We hope that you're having a good day and that you're able to uh, still enjoy this time with us together. So we're going to try this again. And I want to say thank you. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you have been encouraged this week. I hope that it has been a positive week. And if it hasn't, then I hope that for the next 30 minutes as you're with us, you will experience God encouraging your heart, uh, speaking to you and letting you know that you're loved and that you are part of something so much bigger than you, so inviting to which you can belong. So without uh, any more uh, instructions, I want to hand it over to Christopher Rosevere, our youth director, who has a welcome some announcements, and also uh, a time for some of the kids to join in on what is happening as he leads us through this time this morning. So let's hand it over to Christopher. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our service this morning online. Thanks for inviting us into your space. Under normal circumstances, we would be inviting you into ours. Uh, so as it is, we're just so grateful that you've invited us into your space and that we have decided to be together this morning. Thanks for that. We're hoping that today you will be encouraged and that you'll just be able to experience the love and the presence of Jesus right where you are in your home or wherever else that might be. We do miss seeing all of you in person, but we are glad that we have this opportunity to gather online like this. We've enjoyed seeing people use the chat function just to the side of the screen as if you were in the lobby saying hi to one another. Uh, it's really cool, so please feel free to continue using that. From time to time, you may notice that we'll be putting links in the video down below in the description just underneath the video. Please feel free to look at those at any time. We also want to remind you that during these days, if you have any kind of need of any sort, please call us at the church office. We are here to help. If you need to talk, we're here to listen. If you need a meal due to illness or because you're helping a sick loved one or for some other reason, we have meals ready to go and people available to deliver them. If you need help with something, just anything at all, let us know. We want to help. If you need prayer, we have a team of people who can help with that too. Send us an email or call the church office and follow the prompts. We're here for you. Everything we're doing right now is a virtual version of what we might do in person on a Sunday, and that includes receiving an offering. So if this is an opportunity for you now, if you'd like to participate in that act of worship, you can jump over to our church website. In the top right corner, there's a button you can click that says Donate, and it will walk you through what you need to know to give online, as well as information to send a mail or send a check by mail. So before we just sit back and enjoy being together, uh, we actually have a special moment for our kids and really for anybody. Um, but, but kids, for specifically you, you might not know this, but 
the reason why we gather together on Sunday mornings the way that we do is because we want to celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. And so no matter where we are, whether we're gathering around a device or wherever we are on the planet, we get to get together as a special community, as a new family, and celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. And one of the ways that we get to celebrate is actually by worshiping God with our bodies. So I am going to hand it over to my associate, Worship Chris, who's going to lead us in an exercise of worshiping God with our whole selves. Take it away. Thanks, regular Christopher. It's me, Worship Chris, dressed and ready to help you get your worsh on. You heard me right. Everybody up, let's hit it. Start with some stretches here. Power Ranger pose. Very nice, just like that. Other arm, Power Ranger pose. Perfect. Now, over the head. Stretch your step, whichever step that is. Other arm, very nice. Okay, let's get the feet moving. Just march in place, just like that. Get your shoulders nice and loose if you want, just like that. Perfect, looking so good. Let's add the arms. Couple punches like that. Yeah, awesome, keep it up, here we go. Let's get the knees involved now. Great, nice and high, high you can. Don't hit anyone, please. That would be bad. Oh, so good, so good. Okay, here we go, ready? Arms at half mast. Great, back and forth. Bounce on your feet if you like. So great, keep it up, full mast. Here we go. Ready to freestyle? One, two, three, freestyle! Well, there it is. I hope you all enjoyed working out, moving your bodies for Jesus. We're gonna pass it back over to Paul with the rest of the service. Happy Sunday! Um, thank you, Christopher. That was interesting. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Thank you so much for doing that. Kids, I hope you had a good time with that. Uh, Christopher's having fun doing those. I want to invite you to think about um, some of the good news stories that uh, you've either been a part of on the receiving end or maybe even on the giving end. And over the next six weeks, we, each week that we gather, we want to share a good news story. And we're looking to you to feed us the information for those good news stories. So how have you been helped or how have you heard about somebody being helped within our New Life family, some of the things that are going on uh, where people are taking care of each other and we may not even know about it. What we want to do each week is create a short little video that um, just highlights a good news story. And I've been getting lots of them and want to uh, make them available, but I also want to invite you to share your good news stories. So for this week, uh, we're going to start off with actually Chris Rosevere again, our youth director, who has done something very creative to try to tap into our, our youth that are kind of spread out and not able to gather in person. He's created a virtual space where they can meet, hang out, and uh, have a good time together. So let's hear Chris's story and what he's doing uh, with our teens. Hey again. 
Connecting with youth through COVID-19 has been a challenge. Thankfully, though, we have found a few ways to remain connected online despite social distancing efforts. To help facilitate friendship, fun, and relationship, I've started up a Discord server exclusively for our youth and their friends. Here, you can see the program. It's an app available for free on most devices, specifically designed for hanging out together. Over here, you can see the different users who have joined the server. When you sign up, you can select your own username, but we can also assign nicknames to users for that channel to keep things fun. As you can see, I am fondly referred to here as Long-Haired Hippie. Over here on this side are rooms where we can pop in and out of easily and chat together. Sometimes we just sit in there and have company while we work on schoolwork or other projects, but we also use it to game together as well. There's also a general chat where we can share links to content we want each other to experience. Liam has here shared a project he and his brother were working on where they built a replica knife together out of wood. And if I scroll up here, you can see Daniel has shared a spire that he built himself in our shared Minecraft server. We've been having a lot of fun hanging out together online, just enjoying one another, but also here are some of our accomplishments in the server that we've built. You can see some very cute things, some very quaint things, and even, we can boast, the world's largest cactus. Thank you very much. If you'd like info on how to join us on the Discord server, or uh, specifically if you wanted to join our Minecraft server, just let me know. It's open to everybody that wants to play. So, for anyone who wants to have some company while you're memeing, playing games, doing homework, watching Netflix, or whatever else it might be, we'd love to have you join us in the youth room. And if you have a certain game you'd love to play together, let me know. I'm always down to try new things. Except Fortnite. I am not playing Fortnite. That is so cool to be able to create something like that where teens can hang out and have fun together uh, in the Minecraft world. And it may not be for everybody, but it's a great way to pull in a lot of people who are very familiar with that. And, and it's a good news story, and we need to hear those good news stories. So if you've got them, please share them. We had that up on the screen. Paul at NewLifeCollingwood.com. Send it to me, and I'd love to hear your story. And then we'll arrange to see if we can figure out how to put that into a short little video that we can share with everybody on a Sunday morning. I'm going to invite you to pray with me right now and uh, invite God uh, and his spirit into, into our lives, into our homes, uh, into our very minds, and to minister to us now as we share this experience together. So please pray with me. Father God, we are grateful for this day. We are grateful that you are a God who is interested in what is happening in our world. You are interested in what's happening in our country, in our neighborhoods, in our homes. You're so very interested in what's going on in our minds and in our hearts. And you do this for the billions of people on this planet at this time. And you're not only interested about what's happening for us, you're interested about what's happening globally. 
in all of your creation. You're not just the God of this earth. You are the God who created the universe. And you are familiar with all of it, intimately and intricately. And yet at the same time, you care about what is happening with me and for me. And I thank you for that. So God, we invite you to be in our homes now, to be in our hearts and in our minds, to be in our families, that we would experience your love and that we would grow in surrendering ourselves to you so that we can share that love with one another. As we hear day after day stories in the news about how people are being impacted by uh, this pandemic, how they're being affected either in a positive way or a negative way, we recognize that this is such a different world that we're all living in, and it's difficult to navigate. Even trying to broadcast this morning and it not working out, um, these things happen. And yet, God, in the midst of it all, we can have this opportunity to feel grounded and to feel secure because our hope is not in, uh, is not ultimately in Uh, the things around us, our hope is in you. And so I invite you right now just to encourage us to use another person in our life, whether it's someone in the house or through a phone call, through a Zoom call, through a text message, uh, through your scriptures that you've shared with us, that you'd encourage us, that we would find our hope in you, that we would find our joy in you, that we would uh, realize that that Jesus offers us so much for this life right now. And may we celebrate uh, in the good news that you are alive, that you are risen from the dead, and that you are at work in this world. We glorify you and praise you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one, one God who loves us and cares about us. Amen. Amen. Well, along that line of good news, I want to ask you a question this morning. What is your idea of good news? You know, the picture that we have up here uh, is of a newspaper, and it's a good newspaper. So when you think of the idea of good news, for you, what would be good news? If somebody asked you right now, hey, what's the good news? What would you tell them? It might be the kind of good news that you get when when a person comes into the room and says, just want you to know we got the test results back. It's benign. That's good news. It might be the good news that begins with, hey, you won. And then you find out what you won. That's good news. It might be good news of somebody showing up that you haven't seen for a long time or somebody that you love experiencing something and you just are elated at that kind of good news. And for each of you, it might be a a different thing that you would explain, but you have a concept of good news. And you also know the difference between good news and bad news and how sometimes bad news gets... um, tries to get um, hidden within good news. So for example, someone comes and, and has a talk with you and says, well, you know, we have to let you go. We don't, we don't have any, any room in the budget to, to keep you on board. 
But the good news is you have great marketable skills and we're sure you'll be able to find another job. See, that's not really good news. That's just bad news kind of mixed up and hidden in some form of what should be good news. We want to talk about the good news today and what that is. And as Christians, we talk a lot about good news. It's a word that comes from our word gospel. So when you hear somebody talk about the gospel of Matthew or the gospel of Luke or Mark or John, uh, sometimes we just talk about the gospel in general. That actually means good news. Gospel comes from an old English word, God's spell. It's God's story or God news. Uh, it comes from the Latin word uh, evangelium, or it comes from the Greek word from the original scriptures of our New Testament, euangelion. Uh, and, it, and it means a proclamation. It means uh, good news that is life-changing, that uh, is ongoing. And as Christians, we have a lot to say about good news. And yet sometimes, maybe we've gotten mixed up on what good news is. And we have tempted or tended to kind of mix and conflate bad news within good news. And sometimes people have been confused by that. And so if you ask the question, well, how has the church traditionally uh, thought about good news, it might depend on which era of the church you're looking at. So today, I want to take us back to the earliest time of the church, the earliest Christians who followed Jesus and who talked about good news and look at what they had to say about good news. Interestingly, Jesus himself talked a lot about good news, and you can actually study some of that in the discussion questions that are provided with the notes and the link that we're giving to you. Uh, down below in the video description or on the newlifecallingwood.com website. Go to the teaching and you can download the notes. And there's some study questions there. And you can actually look at what Jesus had to say about what good news was. But today I want to look at the Apostle Paul. He was a leader in the early church and he was a profound theologian, a profound writer. He talked about the good news all the time. And I wanted to actually look at what he specifically talks about in relation to the good news and find out what we can learn from Paul as he shares that with us. And so Paul, like many Christians from, from Jesus right up to today, I think talks about the goodest news of all good news. And that's what I want to talk about today. What I think is the goodest news of all good news. Every time I typed this in my notes, uh, the autocorrect wanted to call it the gooeyest news of all good news. And I had to say, no, 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 it's the goodest news of all good news. And I'll give you a hint. It's about Jesus. The Apostle Paul met the risen Jesus. The early Christians saw Jesus alive, and they not only celebrated it, they actually let it infiltrate their lives change them from the inside out because they knew that God was actively involved in the world, even in the risen Christ, and he was within them. And they wanted to share that good news with everybody that they could. So how does Paul describe the good news? Let's read from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, and we will see how Paul describes the good news. 
A lot of times we, we attribute good news to Paul in a whole lot of things, but this is one specific example where Paul says this is what the good news is. So let's read this together. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. This is God's good news. And God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So this was good news that actually uh, was predicted long before Jesus. And when you read your Hebrew Bible or your Old Testament, it's actually pointing ahead to Jesus as the good news. He goes on to say the good news is about his son, about God's son. That is Jesus. The good news is all about Jesus. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. So here's the good news saying Jesus was one of us. God became one of us. He was fully human like we are fully human. You can read about that uh, in the early part of the book of Hebrews. So he was known, uh, born into King David's family line. He was shown to be the son of God. That's his divinity, God in the flesh. When he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So here's the Apostle Paul saying, this is what the good news is. First, it's God's good news. It's been talked about all through the thousands of years before Jesus. It was written about and it was pointing forward to him. And he is God in the flesh. He's fully human, but he's also the son of God. He's fully divine. And that is one of the wonderful mysteries that we find in Jesus. He is the embodiment of, of God, not only for Israel, but for all of humanity. He died, he was raised from the dead, and he is Lord. And the early Christians, like Paul, went around preaching this again and again, that Jesus is Lord, that he was crucified, that he raised from the dead. If you go to 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, this is what I'm sharing with you. It is of the most important nature. And he, and he basically repeats this, but he also adds Jesus died for our sins. Another part of the good news. And when you think about good news, if you get it narrowed down into one very narrowly defined uh, definition, you end up creating a very thin veneer of what good news is. And the Apostle Paul, I think, is, is sharing very specifically about, for him, what is good news. It is all about Jesus. In a letter he wrote to a young man named Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Paul says, this is the good news that I preach, that Jesus Christ from the line of David died, he rose again. And it just gets repeated again and again. The good news is all about Jesus. It reminds me, if you're a Simpsons fan, there's an episode in The Simpsons where Reverend Lovejoy is talking with Homer. And, and Homer's learning lessons periodically from Reverend Lovejoy. And, and Homer says to them, this is one of those things, lessons about Jesus, isn't it? And Reverend Lovejoy says to him, Homer, it's always about Jesus. It is always, the good news is always about Jesus. Sometimes what we've done, however, is we've taken, I think, what is some bad news and we've tried to fit it in there. And we've tried to tell people um, things like, if you don't want to go to hell, you need to believe in Jesus. And that's good news for you. And if you stop and listen to yourself say that, you find yourself realizing maybe that doesn't come across as very good news. And it's not to diminish sin in somebody's life, 
But when we start off with some type of an afterlife, that the biggest thing Jesus brings us is that we're not going to go to hell. So the most important thing Jesus brings to the universe is fire insurance. Uh, I think we've, we've created a very thin gospel or a very uh, veneered type of gospel. And for me, what I see in Paul and the early Christians, what I see Jesus bringing is, is a good news story what is far wider and deeper than just uh, Jesus died so that you don't have to go to hell and you can be with God forever when you die. What that does is it, it says to everybody, God is not interested in what's happening in this world other than that you try to believe in him. And it puts all the emphasis on the afterlife, the next life. And yet Jesus came and he said, the kingdom of God is here now. The good news of the kingdom is that God is here now. God is at work now. God cares about you. God cares about this planet. God cares about people now. And that's the goodest news of all good news. Not just something for later, which is part of what we get to experience in eternity, but eternity starts now with Jesus not some moment down the road. It is not just a one-time event. The good news of Jesus actually is a gift that keeps on giving. Think about a gift that you received that is one of your favorites. It might be a sweatshirt somebody bought you and you love wearing it. And every time you wear it, you just feel great. I have a sweatshirt like that. It is a gift that keeps on giving. It might be a trip that somebody took you on. And the memories from that trip just flow. And so often you find yourself reflecting on that trip. And it's a gift that keeps on giving. And this is the same with, with the good news of Jesus. That it is not something you wait for. It is not something that is just in your past for a one-time event. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving because his presence for us and with us is every moment when we open ourselves to him. So the Apostle Paul would go around um, telling people that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus was crucified, that Jesus was risen from the dead, and that he's still alive. And then he would invite people to turn from their own way of living which for some was good, but, but uh, could be even better by inviting God into their lives. For some, it was awful. And Paul said, just turn from what you're doing and turn back to God and experience God right now. And that was something that was uh, applicable every single day. So good news is something that we get to experience every single day. And part of the good news is that God wants us to know him not just to know about him, not just to wait to meet him. God wants us to experience him right here, right now. And for me, Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving because not only do we get to uh, enjoy life in following him, but we actually get to experience God. I want to read uh, a verse of scripture for you from from 2 Peter chapter 1. And this is what Peter writes. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature. 
That is so cool. What Jesus does is it makes it possible for us to experience God himself. We get to know God, but here Peter is saying God gives us everything we need for life, everything we need for godliness. But he also makes it possible for us to experience his divine nature and to participate in it. And I think that's another way of describing what it means to be part of the kingdom of God, to experience his lordship that is never something that is held over us. Instead, he comes under us and lifts us up. And so the good news is a gift that keeps on giving every single day. We can participate in God's nature. We can know God. We can experience God. And I, and I don't mean that in an abstract, theoretical way. It becomes concrete. It becomes real. Because we are in relationship with a being who is, who is not just capable of love, but is the very essence of love and who wants us to experience that love. That's good news. It is a gift that keeps on giving. And when you have that kind of good news, it's not something that you want to keep to yourself. You don't keep good news to yourself. When something good happens in your life, particularly in a day of social media and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and any other platform you want to use, you share that good news. You want people to know about that good news. You don't keep it to yourself. And neither did the early church. Neither did the early Christians. Um, I want to uh, go to uh, Corinthians. just need to find it here in my notes. And I want you to, to listen to what the Apostle Paul said about what he wants to do with the good news. I think in your notes it says 2 Corinthians chapter 9. That's my bad. It's a typo. It should say 1 Corinthians chapter 9. But this is what Paul says when it comes to um, sharing the good news. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Here's Paul talking about, you know, if I have to become a certain way to help people understand the good news, then I will do it. Because I want to spread the good news. This is fantastic in a time when we understand what it means when we use the phrase community spread. Right now, we're trying to prevent community spread from this virus. Here's Paul saying, when it comes to the good news of Jesus, we want community spread to happen. We want everyone to know. It's not the kind of news that you keep to yourself. <coughs> so over the next six weeks, we would like to help you learn about and explore the, the, the broad range and the depth of the good news of Jesus. And maybe your definition of good news, if somebody said to you, what is the good news that Christians are always talking about? You might have an explanation of that. And it's my desire that over the next six weeks, that explanation will grow. And we might challenge some of your thinking. And we might add to things that you'd be able to use in explaining what good news is because it's not thin. It's not a veneer. It is broad and it is deep. You can, you can understand the basics of it in a moment and spend the rest of your life exploring the depths of it. And that's what we hope to accomplish over the next six weeks. And we're going to do something that, that I don't typically do is I'm going to promote a book that we're, we are 
I'm going to be referencing throughout the series. It's a book written by a man named Bruxy Cavey, a friend of mine. Uh, he pastors the Meeting House in Oakville. They have multiple sites. Bruxy is a phenomenal communicator. And when I grow up one day, I want to be like him. He has written a book called Reunion, The Good News of Jesus for Seekers, Saints, and Sinners. And I'm going to encourage you to buy that book. You can get it at amazon.ca. I think it's about $10, maybe $12 uh, as a download. I'm not sure uh, what the paper version would cost, but I'm going to encourage you to buy that book. And in that book, Bruxy gives one of the one of the most um, succinct and yet profound explanations of the gospel that I have come across. And he talks about the gospel in one word, the gospel in three words, and the gospel in 30 words. One word, it's Jesus. In three words, God is love. In 30 words, Jesus is God with us who came to show us God's love, set up God's kingdom, save us from sin, and shut down religion so that we could participate in God's life or that we could share in God's life. That is a very uh, basic and yet profound explanation of the good news. And so we're going to explore that. We're going to, in the month of May, talk about good news for tough times. And each week we'll have a good news story and each week we will explore the good news of Jesus. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. One, I'm going to ask you to buy the book. Two, I'm going to ask you to be willing to learn and grow in your awareness of what we talk about as Christians when we use the phrase good news. And I'm going to invite you to get into the scriptures and look at what the early Christians talked about when they talked about good news. And I'm going to ask you to pray and invite God to begin showing you what good news is. Even right now, if you are someone who's been tuning in with us and you're thinking, hey, I, I really am gelling with this and I want to know more, I'm going to encourage you, if you've never done so, to pray right now and to actually receive Jesus, not only as Savior but as Lord, and begin experiencing the good news that I just talked about, that everything that Jesus has done, he's done it for you, he's done it for all of us, he's done it for creation. And he is Lord over all creation. And he wants you to experience him. He wants you to experience God's love. And so I invite you to pray right now. God, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me so that I could understand God's love, so that I could be saved from my sins, so that I could experience God's kingdom, and so that I could stop trying to be religious to, to make God pleased with me. And as I experience you, Jesus, I want to experience and share life with God. And so I don't want to turn from you. I don't want to ignore you. I want you to be a part of my life. I want you to be Lord of my life. And I invite you into my life right here, right now. Thank you for hearing my prayer and for giving me this new life. Amen. And if you just prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Could you let us know that you just did that? We'll put a phone number up on the screen. It's 705-999-8693. Could you text that number? Just say, I prayed that prayer today. And then we'll follow up with you. Or if you want to send an email, send the email to prayer at newlifecallingwood.com. And let us know that you prayed that prayer. And we will pray for you. 
that this new life you have will start well. And we will follow up with you and, and walk with you and give you some materials that you might um, benefit from in starting this new life. And we are so glad that you prayed that prayer. And the rest of us celebrate. And we know that every day is a day to invite Jesus to be Lord of our lives and to live the good news, to dwell in the good news, and to share the good news. So over the next six weeks, we're going to grow and learn in how we do that. Thanks for tuning in today. We're glad that you could join us. Um, hopefully this has been an encouragement to you. I would like to finish with one more thing about good news. And that is we have a team of people who have been um, preparing meals for, for those that might be sick or shut in and would need those meals. And where we thought there'd be a big response of people calling, there hasn't been that much and, and food isn't really the issue. But maybe there are people in your life who would love to have you bring them a meal. And we have lots of meals at New Life, so we are going to ask that you do this. If you have someone in your life that would benefit from you bringing them a meal, could you let us know that? Send an email to office at newlifecollingwood.com. The details are right here on the screen below and off to the side here or that side uh, are some details. Tell us how many people you're hoping to feed, uh, like a single family of three or a single person, or maybe it's a family of mom and dad and, and three kids, so that's five let us know how many people the meal is for. Let us know how many meals you would like and give us your contact details. We will follow up with you. Someone from the team will follow up and we will arrange a day where you can come to the church and we will have people bring the meals to you. You, just, you don't even have to come inside. The meals will be given to you. You take them and you can go to the person that you want to take those meals to. So please do that now and then we will arrange and let you know the day that that's going to happen. And, uh, and it will just be another way for us to share good news with the people that we love. Uh, it's not always verbally, although we're going to learn how to do that. It's also the way we live. And good news infiltrates every area of our lives. It's always about Jesus. And it is always for our benefit. Jesus is always good news for you and for me. We want to acknowledge that today and live that. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Steve Hall is going to be bringing a message next week about um, how prayer helps us when we're worried. And I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to hearing from him. We will see you next Sunday. Hopefully we'll have the sound issues sorted out and uh, we'll be able to be live again and enjoy the day together. God bless. Bye for now.